It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever to the naked eye. Trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop over a mile to stop by that time it's too late. And the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. And if the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Pardon the interruption, but I just wanted to tell you really quick about two of the best ways to support the Arn Show. One is to pick up a shirt from arnshirts.com, and the other is to grab a gimmick from boxagimmicks.com. It's the official store of the Arn Show. You not only support the show financially, but you get to show off your fandom to others, helping spread the word about one of your favorite podcasts. So check out arnshirts.com and boxagimmicks.com, and thank you for being a listener to the Arn Show. Thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. But now is the time to level up and take the next step and become a member of ad-free shows. Top Guy Weekend is in the books, and the planning is already underway for the next event. There is a big-time buzz still going on from the event in Chicago, and many have already secured their spot for next year's event as a result. You can, too. Become an annual Top Guy member today at adfreeshows.com. And if you're still curious about the buzz, but not yet sure, we have a special offer going on right now. Head on over to adfreeshows.com today and try it out for free for the remainder of September. Yes, free. Sign up at any tier and simply message ad free once you've signed up and they will issue a full refund for the month. There's never been a better complimentary piece to your wrestling fandom then becoming a member at adfreeshows.com right now. So head over now and begin enjoying all the perks for free. Again, adfreeshows.com. Hey, everybody. Before we get going today, I just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your support here for the podcast. Even after all these years, we're still having a lot of fun, and we hope you are too. But behind the scenes, man, I'm still doing my first love. I'm helping people save money at savewithconrad.com. And that's really why I started podcasting to begin with, to help listeners nationwide, just like myself, wrestling fans who knew where they wanted to be, but they just weren't exactly sure how to get there. I think most of us have the same goals. We want our piece of the American dream, right? We want to own a home. We'd like to pay it off if possible, maybe one day a vacation home, but we certainly want to help our kids. We don't want them to be saddled with student loans. We don't want to be drowning in credit card debt. We just want the peace of mind of knowing that we've made the best decisions for our family. And that's what my family is dedicated to doing over at SaveWithConrad.com. Don't take my word for it. Check out our reviews, ConradReviews.com. Check out what my man Nicholas up in Lexington, South Carolina wrote. He gave us a five-star review and he says, Francis, Larry, which is my dad, and Holly were great to deal with and answered questions I didn't even know to ask. I tried to refinance over a year ago and wasn't able to. And that year, my debt only increased, and I wanted to give it another shot, and I'm so glad I did. 
Your team not only got me a lower interest rate, but saved me $800 a month in credit card debt while keeping the same monthly payment. My credit score has also jumped 92 points in less than two months. I highly recommend using SaveWithConrad.com for your refinance needs, or you can be an undercover hillbilly and keep overpaying. Well, I appreciate that. I don't want you to keep overpaying. I want you to keep more of your own money. Thanks for the five-star review, Nicholas. We greatly appreciate your support. And guys, we're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. If we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. Punch it in your phone right now. You'll be glad you did. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the Enforcer, Double A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Hello, buddy. I'm doing great. Doing great. It's football season. You know what that means. Uh, it means that uh, the weekends are for me and you and barbecue. Absolutely. Love it. Love college football, love NFL football. It's good to be back. If you had to give up one, would you forfeit college or the NFL? Oh God, that's a, that may be the hardest question to answer in history. Not for uh, me. I'm giving up the NFL. I I, I want to watch college football. It feels like the wins and losses matter more. I, I'm, I'm all about college. If I could be here on Saturday to watch all of them, yes. I feel like I could, you know, watch an NFL if I have to miss one or something. You can catch up on Thursday night or Monday night or, yeah. you know, there's there's some of that stuff. And I just like football, period. Yeah. But, but I kind of can't answer that one. That's, that's one of those that both. I love both. Well, we hope you guys are loving what we're doing here on Arn. We're going episodically, uh, month by month through Arn's entire career. Uh, when we last spoke, we were talking about November of 85. And of course, at the very end of that month, it was time to talk about Starcade. Starcade's a big dog on deal. And this is going to be the third Starcade. And they went really big here. They had a show in Greensboro and a show in Atlanta. What'd you think of that, Arn? We're going to do two. Two big shows instead of just one. Well, at that point in my career, I'd never seen anything like that. And it blew me away. Uh, the potential, you know, I had not been in a building the size of Greensboro packed ever. Right. This, this would be the first show of that magnitude. So I'm just walking around with my jaw on the ground and, and I'm thinking, okay, and we're going to have two of these tonight in two different cities. Mind blowing. 
of course you wind up in Atlanta at the Omni, which you've uh, explained before was really like, um, your Madison square garden. Of course, you and Oli are the national tag team champs and y'all are going to defeat the United States tag team champs of uh, chief Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jack Haynes. When Arn pins Wahoo in eight minutes and 59 seconds after Oli trips Wahoo and held the leg down during the cover. And, uh, in this match, I think only the national titles were on the line. Billy Jack Haynes, fine performer, had a phenomenal look, et cetera, et cetera. But man, to, to be walking to that ring at Starcade at the Omni with gold around your waist, shoulder to shoulder with Ole Anderson, who you grew up watching in Georgia championship wrestling and then standing across the ring from Wahoo McDaniel, uh, the little boy, Marty Lundy in you had to just be over the moon with this. I was doing standing gainers <laughs> inside my head. You know, you, the way you've just explained it is the way I was viewing it. You know, I was not lost on the star power on the location, uh, on who my partner was and who my opponents were. It was like, God almighty kid. You've arrived. The, uh, the main event that night did not necessarily happen in Greensboro. Of course, we're trying something new and there's closed circuit. So if you're in Greensboro, you can see what's happening in Atlanta and vice versa. But dusty Rhodes would pin Ric Flair with an inside cradle to win the title about 22 minutes and six seconds in. Uh, but there was some outside interference from you and Oli. And then after the match, you know, a bunch of wrestlers come down and congratulate dusty, but ultimately they returned the belt back to flair due to a controversial finish. And of course, eventually we would, uh, hear people start referring to these type of finishes as a dusty finish. What do you remember about that night in the main event where it looks like we saw a title change, but did we really? Well, do you recall exactly what happened? What was the controversial part? Uh, no, sir. I didn't watch it today. I just remember that it was a, it was a dusty finish, but he I, left there. As I, be- the chat, as I the believe it, it's the old referee bump where one referee goes out type of deal. And it was going to be a DQ. So it couldn't change hands. Okay. I, and, and you know, you feel like sometimes when you don't have your hero win that you got cheated and that's one of those things, uh, that that's what it's designed for. You know, you, uh, top rope disqualification in those days meant something because it could cost a guy the title or it could cause a guy from winning the title. And it was a much bigger deal than it is today. It's no more than a headlock takeover these days. But in those days, if that's, if that's what we did was the referee getting bumped first and another ref coming down that type finish and assuming his duties and you have a finish, but the referee of record gets it together and goes, no, 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 that's going to be a disqualification. You know, it's, it's a little bit to unravel as a fan, but once you think your way through it, it opens you up. You want to see, you know, dusty who got screwed. You want to really want to see him win that thing again. All right, listen up. It's time to talk about our pal, Steven singer, you know, not many people know this, but Steven singer actually started out as a jewelry and diamond wholesaler. He was selling nationally to other jewelry stores. So why would he open his own store? Well, he saw other jewelers focusing on the wrong things. 
You see, the jewelry business was about playing pricing games just to make a buck. But Steven wanted to help people celebrate love with diamonds. He never wanted to be in the jewelry business. You heard right. Steven's in the love business. Steven Singer Jewelers is the love store. No, not the sex toys and jelly type of love store. It's the place to buy real diamond jewelry for your real love. Steven has been in the love business for over four decades because he knew he could deliver better quality jewelry at a much better price and treat people like friends, not paychecks. There's no gotchas. There's no sales. There's no hassle, just easy and fun. The smartest way to buy jewelry and diamonds for the moments that matter most real diamonds from a real jeweler. You can trust call chat, text, zoom, or visit his showroom or online. at I hate Steven singer.com. I got to tell you, Steven has become a friend of mine these last few years. We've done a lot of business together. I trust Steven singer, and I know that I'm going to get real diamonds and that my love is going to love what she got from Steven Singer. Check it out. I hate Steven Singer.com. You'll be glad you did. What do you think of, um, you know, with the fans, do you think it's a turnoff? You know, the idea being, um, you know, not trying to be negative, but we're trying to, to get the fans to come out and spend their money and, and come to the live events. That's our primary revenue driver back then. And we think we've seen some major happening and we leave the arena happy, but then we turn on TV and we realize, wait, they're saying that didn't happen now. What do you think as a fan, if you were a ticket buying fan, would you be frustrated with that would you be hesitant to go back and buy another ticket i only ask because it's been critical or or this this sort of creative has been criticized for years as being a negative for fans but i'm curious your perspective if i was you know i am a fan first of all and i watch it as a fan and as well as a performer so i look at it if I had bought a ticket to see my favorite Dusty Rhodes win the title, I'm absolutely 100% disgruntled and disappointed that he didn't. I don't know how you couldn't be. Um, but when you are in the position of sitting in that Booker seat and you're trying to build business that has not been good and Business had started to be a lot better around this time. It started to pick up. Uh, You do what you have to do to, I guess, uh, make people think, jog people's creativity in their own mind. And, uh, you know, the dust quote, dusty finish, there were a lot of very, very good things that came from that quote. And there were a lot of people that, uh want to say that a dusty finish was a negative. All I say is until you've sat in that seat, you don't know what you're going to do. And uh, you cannot deny the success going forward with Jim Crockett promotions. And Dusty was the guy sitting at the helm. Do you think ultimately that creative decision happens because they think that's what's best for business? Or is it more of a political move where we need to send the phone, the fans home happy, but we're worried about perhaps losing one of our bigger stars, Ric Flair or upsetting him. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is it a political thing 
where this is a finish that dusty's happy with and Rick's happy with, and we think the fans will be happy with, even if it's on temper, even if it's only temporary. Well, every top baby face has to win the big one when it's time Yeah, to believe in him. And however you do that, you know, we're all Monday morning quarterbacks sure, and we're, and we all think we, uh, we have the answer for me. If it was time for dusty to win the title, number one, I would have him win it with the big elbow, which is his finish. And I would have him keep it more than a week. Uh, I would say build to your next big show, whether it be, um, you know, a month, two months, whatever it may be, but let it sink in long enough for everyone on earth. Cause we didn't have social media back then to get caught up and realize you have a new champion. You're not going to kill Rick flair off by putting dusty roads over right in the middle with his finish and let Dusty have a month run as a champion or two months or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but win with your finish and win. You know, my hero, John Wayne, has got to shoot all the bad guys at the end of the movie. If not, I'm not happy. Yeah. Do you remember there being times where um, it did become political? Maybe not in this instance, but where Rick felt like, no, I'm not losing the belt. I mean, do you remember that type of conversation? I was not privy or in a position to be in those conversations. Uh, I know it was in those days he was still traveling. Yep. And he was, you know, as the champion, he was the draw. I don't know who you would have put in that position. Now, if we look, go back and look at this, since he was traveling, you know, and I'm sitting here now I'm unraveling in my own mind conversations could have went on in the big office. That champion, Ric Flair was the guy that was still going around to whatever territories or promotions were left as the champion. If Dusty's the champion, you don't have that same dynamic and you don't have a heel champion coming into continental or wherever it may be, or, or Puerto Rico or, or wherever flair was still going at the time, Tennessee, you know, any of those, you don't have that. So that had to be figured in too. Uh, there's a lot to consider in those days, the world champion meant something, right? Work out your stress and get back to feeling great at Planet Fitness. Join the judgment-free zone for just $10 a month and get tons of cardio and strength equipment in our clean and spacious clubs. Free fitness training and plenty of room to move. You can go at your own pace and get back to a routine that works for you, all for just $10 a month. Plus, check out the crowd meter in our free PF app for the best time to visit. Don't wait. Join any of our 2,000-plus locations today, in-club, online, or in the app. See club for details. And because he is the touring champion, Rick was probably already booked and promoted in a lot of places. So a, uh, a long-term title switch would have probably had to at least been discussed with other promoters. Of course, at this point, um, the tail was sort of wagging the dog. Jim Crockett promotions was the dominant NWA promotion at the time. And, uh, Jimmy could probably do what he wanted to do, but that's not what they did. 
Uh, so even though the fans left the arena that night from the gathering thinking, oh, Dusty Rhodes is the world champion didn't happen. What's crazy though, is the next night, man, we're right back on the road. You know, uh, after such a big show, uh, no rest for the weary. We're going to St. Louis, Missouri, November 29th. We've got 3,600 fans there. This is going to be the Jim Crockett debut for St. Louis. This is historically, uh, another territory. Of course, uh, I'm sure Harley race wasn't thrilled with folks running St. Louis, uh, in the main event, it's dusty and Ric Flair. Uh, for the uh, world title. And at the time they're still, uh, having dusty present himself as the world champion. Of course, that's going to be a storyline thing that they overturn on TV, but what you're doing that night is taking on, and you're the TV champion here. You're taking on the U S champion Magnum TA and Magnum seemingly is going to beat you to win the television championship. But then after the bout. Magnum would vacate the belt and give it to Jim Crockett Jr. But that's not exactly how it played out. What do you remember of that night? Oh, now did he beat me inside the time limit or after the time limit? I don't, I don't remember exactly how they unwound it. I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about that in some of our clips, but do you remember the match itself? You know, that we were running so hard then I really don't, but I can tell you this from Matches that I do remember working with Magnum, that being uh, St. Louis, and it was not lost on Magnum or myself, the people that are the talent that had been in that ring before us, it had an aura to it. Uh, And just being in St. Louis, wrestling for a title, it doesn't have to be for for that particular company that, you know, St. Louis was part of wrestling for a title in that town and the quality of fans and the educated fans that they had made that an experience because they got it. They understood it. They wanted to see a competitive match and two champions from Jim Crockett promotions was a hot ticket at that particular time. I want to mention that, uh, you haven't technically won the television title. Of course, Dusty hadn't, I mean, you stole it from Dusty. You, you didn't, you didn't exactly win it. Uh, so when Magnum beats you, even though you have physical possession and you're saying cutting promos, saying possessions, nine tenths of the law and all that deal, uh, it's still a time in an era when you haven't officially won it. So I think this is what they're going to use to set up an actual tournament. So that kind of made me think maybe Magnum did actually beat you, but Again, if you're not really the television champion, he's not really the television champion either, but still it's a fun night. You know, you're debuting at St. Louis and the WWF, of course, when they find out that you're going to be running here, they run the same show the same night. So the competition here between both sides, both, uh, I guess, sort of the North and South of our civil war of professional wrestling continues. Uh, but we've got, uh, some, some audio to play. From TV that aired just a couple of days after Starcade. Uh, so the night after the 29th on the 30th, uh, we're going to be treated to some TV. And, and this is where we see Dusty get his revenge. Let's take a listen. 
up the title against Magnum TA. And speaking about champions and championships, here's a man with a championship belt, the World Television Championship belt. Really doesn't belong to him, Arn Anderson. Well, Bob Cottle, I'm tired of hearing that. This is my belt. Jim Crocker Promotions is supposedly putting on some kind of tournament for something that is mine. Is that correct? A tournament? That's right. A tournament. I, it will, will Bob Cottle, I earned this. I've worked all my life to earn it. You Jim Crockett, F. Lee Bailey, I don't care who, nobody's going to take what belongs to me. You understand? This is mine. It's collusion out of Jim Crockett promotions to come get what I've earned. I earned this. Everybody out there knows it, and nobody's going to do anything about it. Dusty Rhodes from behind. Clobbered Arn Anderson with a cheer. Arn right down on the floor, and Dusty Rhodes just reaches down and picks up that belt and calmly walks away. As from behind, he turned the lights out on Arn Anderson with that chair right here while we were talking with Arn. Arn still down on the floor now, rolling around, holding the back of his head. As he's still out of here, comes. And of course, Ole comes to, to check you out and and see uh, what the damage was. But boy, the crowd was ready for that, were they not? Yeah. And, uh, you know, what kind of. What kind of lunatic would actually come out and hit a man from behind and take his title and just steal it and presume that it was his and the crowd cheers. Like, wait a minute in this circumstance, are you not the good guy? You're just sitting there minding your own business. And he had the audacity to attack you from behind it's bull. He's acting like I had that coming that it was like, you know, uh, one of these deals is this is payback time. You know, how did, how did he get away with that? I have no how idea. could that possibly stand? We need to get, uh, the NWA president on the line. Let's take a listen to you <laughs> on world championship wrestling that same day, November 30th, 1985. And remember this is airing two days after Starcade. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's television title. Who is that champion? No doubt. It's a prestigious title, David. Yes, it is. It is one of the greatest in the world. It is the greatest title in the world, aside only from the world television or the world title, excuse me, held by Ric Flair. But in my opinion, the world television champion is viewed by more individuals weekly than any top-rated TV show on the face of the earth, which means that applies right to me. I like to be on TV. I like to express all my views. I like to express my talent right on that superstation. Now, David Crockett, who's got the best one-loss record on this TV station? There are several, but yes, it's, I've got to be right up there with them, yes, right? Yes, you are. Okay. When was the last time Dusty Rhodes came out here and beat anybody? Long, long time ago, right? I have got the best one-loss record on this television station. Well, right here, as you see, besides my one-loss record, I just walked out to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and just physically took it away from him. Now, if he's a man, and I took something that belonged to him, and he really felt that it belonged to him, why wouldn't he get it back? That's my only well, look question. Well, what you did. You and Tully Blanchard, you kicked the no, crutch no, out from no, under him, no. and Tully you stole Blanchard, it. Tully you Blanchard stole, just standing there. You stole there. that belt. Tully right Blanchard there. is just standing there. I walked out and uh, just took it. They saw it right on the, the video. I'm just more man than he is. Not only does my talent express the fact, not only does public opinion express the fact, the fact is I possessed that world television title and possession is 99% of the law, as you well know.
Well, I tell you what, uh, after stealing, I guess, that world television title belt, uh, many times right here on the Superstation, you had some, uh, which I'm Tony sure what you consider title defenses. Yeah, these are title defenses. And as you see right here, a couple of individuals. Now, this is my tape. I brought this on my own because I know you would never show this. It makes you too miserable, just like anybody else, to have to watch it. But you just watch these two individuals, and this is what happens. Ask them who the world television champion is. You think they're going to say Dusty Rhodes? This is a patented move. This is called a gourd buster. It'll end anybody's afternoon. Matter of fact, it's ended a few careers, Tony Giovanni and David Crockett. Now then, that's what it looks like to be a world television champion. Right here, once again, 240-pound man, straight up in the air, right dropped, right flat of his noggin. What's the end result? One, two, three. Now then, now then, the most important thing, the most prestigious title, what I worked my fanny off my whole life to get, what happens? Suddenly, just as suddenly as I got it, just as suddenly as I earned it, what happened? Right here, once again. You want a slow motion picture, David, David Crockett, Tony Giovanni? Would you like to take this man's place? Just take a good, close look. Right on his nose. Beautiful. That right there is why I want to be and am the world television champion because I like to get on worldwide television and do things exactly like that. Wait a minute. You and all your, the way you talk all the time, you stood up in the ring and said, and I quote, if you want it, come get it. You kept on holding it. Isn't that correct? Yeah, but I was wanting a man to come in and get it face to face. As you see right here, I'm talking to Bob Cottle. What is facing the back right hand of our screen? What is that, my back or is that my front? Uh, that's your back. That is my back. Okay, right out of Tony Giovanni's mouth. And nobody's going to do anything about it. Dusty Rhodes from behind. Tommer, Arn Anderson with a cheer. Arn right down on the floor. And Dusty Rhodes just reaches down and picks up that belt and calmly walks away. As from behind, he turned the lights out on Arn Anderson with that chair right here while we were talking with Arn. Arn still down on the floor now. What Bob Cottle said it. He said, "Turn the lights out on Arn Anderson." That's exactly what Dusty Rhodes did. He got that belt back, just like you challenged him to do so. What was facing Dusty Rhodes? Was it eye-to-eye -eye contact, or was it back-to-eye contact? Which was it? You were you were turned. I guess it, yeah, my back. back was facing Dusty Rhodes. He comes in. He busts me in the head with a chair and takes my world television title and get that smirk off your face. I never had to jump a man from behind in my life. I'm man enough to walk him up, look him out of eye, and say, "That's what I want," and I'm fixing to take it away from you. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's the bottom line. I am the world television champion, and I'm going to have my trophy back before this is over with. You remember that, Dusty Rhodes? And we'll be back with more about this world television title right after this. Fall is here and we can all use a stiff breeze. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity <clears throat> arises. The process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. 
Blue Juice tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door, all in a discreet package. And this has been a game changer for my household, and I'm sure it will for you. Uh, if you're like me, you want to have a good time on vacation. So as I've had to miss an episode here or there, rest assured somewhere I was out of town and Blue Chew was uh, around. And uh, here's the thing. There's uh, nothing sexier than confidence, or at least that's what we've heard women say. Well, Blue Chew will help get you that confidence where it really counts. And if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew to the rescue. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free and use our promo code WRESTLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WRESTLE to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So listen, we talked a minute ago when you're coming into the Omni at Starcade and you're, you're walking down and, and, and rubbing shoulders with, with Oli and standing across from Wahoo, what a big moment it was for you in your life as a fan. And now here you are battling for an NWA singles championship in a feud with probably the biggest star when you were growing up as a fan, dusty Rhodes, right? Yes. And before we go any further, that was a compelling argument. Oh, it was say? tremendous. I mean, and that's what makes a good bad guy. You know, I've always felt like bad guys don't just wake up every day and say, well, I'm going to be a bad guy. They believe what they're doing is the right and just thing. So right there, you made a compelling argument that, Hey, I'm not trying to cheat anybody. This guy's trying to cheat me. I'm doing fair dealing here. And yeah, it's a good argument. I like it. Well, here's a reality. Sometimes the good guys are the bad guys yep. and the bad guys are the good guys. It's true. You know, number one, David Crockett, I'm just starting to, to realize how argumentative he is. <laughs> I agree. And Bob Cottle, how, how much fun it is to listen to Bob Cottle, man. He's, he is a, he is a really, really passionate announcer and an asset to that team, I think. So I also want to mention you're still not only, uh, competing for this television championship as there's a little bit of controversy, but you're still the national tag champ with Oli. Let's take a listen to the promo that, uh, that you guys had on worldwide that, uh, essentially a, an enhancement match, but then we get a little, uh, little audio from you and Oli, which is always a good time. Let's take a listen. Now the national tag team champions, Oli and Aaron Anderson, the Buckhouse stampede. You think about it, David, there's strategy involved in all wrestling matches. But you look at all the other people that are going to be there, you're talking about individuals. With the exception of the Russians and one or two other teams, maybe like a Briscoe or possibly Funks if they're entered, or the Road Warriors, there's nobody else that wrestles as a team. Everybody else is individual. We're family. You figure it out for yourself. The bunkhouse match has got to be the most dangerous match in wrestling. There's no doubt about it. But somebody is going to get hurt. If there's 30 people in that match, there's going to be 29 hurt real bad, and there's going to be one come out making all the marbles, winning everything. Now, who do you think's got a better chance of it is the national tag team champions? That could be David true. Crockett, the key to victory in a tag match situation, whether it be just a two-on-two or a battle royal situation, is sacrifice. One man sacrifices for the good of the team. Now, you got a bunch of money-hungry individuals that are out there looking out for number one. So what they're going to all do, they're all going to get in a big cluster, and none of them are going to get in the money. They're going to lose their heads, 
They're going to go out there with selfish intentions, and none of them are going to win. Only and I figured it this way. Ten grand apiece is better than nothing at all. And if this looks a little silly to you, David Crockett, this all fits in this situation. We want to bring a broom, we can use it. We want to crack somebody in the head with a dustpan, we can do it. If anything goes, it's going to be a lot of people toted out, a lot of stitches that night, and a lot of people hurt. But before I run out of time, David Crockett, this tournament for my belt, I'm going to tell you one thing, people. If I have to finally do it again, I'm going to prove my worth. I'll just go out and win that tournament and get back what's rightfully mine, the National Tag Team Champion. All right, let's go to the ring. So, yeah, you're uh, still a tag champ, still trying to prove your point. And by the way, you're doing that on the road. We talked about what, you know, what you were doing on the 29th when you guys debuted in St. Louis. Well, the next day you're in Richmond, Virginia, taking on Ron Bass. December 1st, you're in Asheville, North Carolina in the main event against Dusty Rhodes in a bull rope match. Uh, where does a, a bull rope match uh, fit into your repertoire? Is that something you enjoy doing or do you remember having a, a favorite bull rope match or is it one where you're like, oh, I'd rather pass no bull rope for me, please. Well, it's, it's dusty specialty. Yep. I don't like going into matches at a distinct disadvantage. I don't, you know, I don't mind overcoming odds and, and sometimes even overwhelming odds, but you put dusty, that's like saying, you know, you put the Andersons in a tag match. Well, that's their specialty, right? You put, you put dusty in a bull rope match. You're going to get clunked in the head with that cowbell. And it is metal, and every edge of it is sharp as it can be. It'll cut you. And that's just the way they're manufactured. Um, that's his specialty. I expected to go in there not knowing how to use that rope and how to use that cowbell. I knew it was going to be a, a, a learning situation. And learning on the job with a, a 10-pound Cowbell is not the best position to be in. And uh, I'm sure that night in Asheville, I paid for it. I'm sure he cracked me in the head many times. Um, and basically, it's just one of those situations where you take whatever advantage you have on a given night and you push it. And whatever disadvantage you are, you just try to survive it because in those days, it was 336 days. You had one every single day. Remember how easy it was in your twenties. You had so much energy. You could get away with the late night drive throughs You could even pinch a uh, trouser tent at a moment's notice. Well, that's because you had plenty of testosterone and it's time to get it back. You could get testosterone injections, but that involves awkward doctor visits, expensive medical bills. And the worst part, once you opt for artificial testosterone, you will suppress your body's ability to naturally produce it even more. But isn't that the problem in the first place? Before considering that pharmaceutical option, there are ways you can naturally raise your testosterone. And one of the easiest ways is by using Legacy Test Stack from Legacy Sports Nutrition. Test X9 has nine key ingredients clinically proven to support natural testosterone production and T assist is designed to supercharge T boosting effects with added anti-estrogen compounds. Nick Aldis, the founder of legacy sports nutrition has been blown away by the feedback that customers have sent in after using the ultimate test stack guys are feeling stronger in the gym. They have more energy 
and guys in their late thirties have reported mourning wood for the first time in years. One even reported becoming a father after four years of trying, no matter what you do, if you're a guy having optimum testosterone levels is the key to looking, feeling and performing better. Try the ultimate test stack today and they're confident you'll love the results. Just go to LegacySups.com. That's LegacySups.com. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And the promo code is ARN to save 10% off your entire order. That's LegacySups.com. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And the promo code is ARN to save 10% off your entire order. That's LegacySups.com. And the promo code ARN will save you 10% off your entire order. And we thank Mr. Aldous for sponsoring today's podcast. You're going, uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina for a television taping on December 3rd. And, uh, you're going to do some promos on there, but the dark match, uh, after the taping is done is the rock and roll express against you and, uh, Ole Anderson on the fourth, you find yourself in the main event. Uh, this time it's dusty Rhodes and the road warriors taking on Ric Flair, Ole and Arn Anderson. Uh, and then on the sixth, you're uh, doing uh, another television taping this time in Hampton, Virginia, the Coliseum. Uh, and it's going to have uh, Magnum TA, Billy Jack Haynes, and Sam Houston on one side, Tully Blanchard, Ole and Arn on the other. On the seventh, you're going to do a TV taping or not a TV taping, a live event in Cleveland, Ohio. This will be a Texas death match with you and Dust. If you had to guess, Bull Rope or Texas death match, which one do you, uh, prefer the least. I got a feeling I died on both of them. That's probably a fair guess. Good thing. I got nine lives myself and cats. We've got nine lives cause I'm sure I lost two of them. They are back to back. Well, and the, the hits keep on coming on the eighth. You're in the Omni and now you're working with dusty and man, what a moment this is a bull rope match second from the top with dusty Rhodes and yourself, one of your boyhood idols in the arena you grew up in, you're walking in with that tag gold around your waist in a quote unquote gimmick match, a bull rope match. What was it like, uh, for you? What do you remember about these early matches with you and dusty and, and we'll call it December of 85 or uh, as far as the actual match, not what it meant to you as the fan. But how was that match different or was it different from other matches you were doing? Because Dusty was a superstar and he did have a, a different style and a relationship with the audience where there was a little more showmanship and whatnot. Can you talk us through that? Sure. Sure. And here's the deal. You know, even though we had different opinions on pretty much the business and, you know, the way we carried ourselves, and I'm sure I had a big mouth. I'm sure I was braggadocious, but the fact of the matter is when you walk down the aisle of the Omni and your opponent is in the back and you get in the ropes and you look around at that ambiance and you go, this is what it's all about. Even though I've been there by this point, several times in the Omni wrestling, now my opponent is coming through that curtain, carrying a bull rope with a cowbell on it and it's dusty roads. Mark, he could very well have been, if you had an argument, you could have made it the biggest star in the business at that time as a babyface. 
Some were going to say Hogan. Some were going to say Flair, all these other, be a few other names you could throw in there. But Dusty was his biggest star. And it was not lost on me when he came down that aisle, the reaction he got, the expectations the audience had of him. And remember, you know, I'd only had a couple of bull rope matches prior to this. I'm learning on the job. And you got to be able to have uh, a bull rope match. And there's, you know, some some things that you do in a bull rope match that let you know real quick it's different from any other one. Say you roll under the bottom rope to catch your breath like you would do in any normal match. And you walk around the post and thinking you're out of harm's way. And the guy in the ring gives that, that rope a jerk and boom, right in the post you go you realize, Hey, I'm in something different here. I'm actually tied to this guy and cannot get away from it, you know, and it, it makes everything different and it, uh, it's a different dynamic and it's something as a top heel that you had to learn to deal with just like a bunkhouse match, come as you are, do as you please, you know, you got to follow suit with that. And it has to have a meaning and, uh, cage matches, for a heel usually meant you're going to get your ass handed to you. Uh, everything in that business, uh, it was a learning curve for me at that point. I was still pretty young and man, it was just, Hey, I'm like a baby. I'm just trying to soak it in. Guys, I just turned 40 this past summer and I'm feeling better than ever. And primarily it's because of chili sleep. For years and years, I was getting about six hours of sleep a night, and I thought that was pretty good. I was cranking down the AC. I had those blackout shades. I'd throw a little strip on my nose, and, well, I would toss and turn and get up to pee a few times, and uh, I would fidget with the covers because I couldn't really keep my temperature regulated. But, hey, I was doing pretty good, so I thought, until I was introduced to Chili Sleep. And I got to admit, I was a little skeptical of this. Let me explain what Chili Sleep does. They make customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Now, the climate control part, well, that made sense because, as I mentioned, I was cranking down the AC. I knew that I slept better when the room was cold. You probably know that, too. But here's what you don't know. You don't need to cool off your whole doggone house. You need your bed to be cool. Now, Chili Sleep makes the Uller and the Cube Sleep System. These are hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the chili blanket the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. It's been a game changer at my house and you're going to love it, but you got to just see what it does. Just the visualization will make all the sense in the world. Stop what you're doing and head over to chilisleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Well, let's soak this in from December 7th. It's a promo, uh, from worldwide. The Andersons are back together. Let's take a listen. Champions Ole and Arn Anderson. 
You know, I've listened to an awful lot of people talk about things. It made me remind, it reminded me of the difference between fantasy and reality. Fantasy is people thinking they're going to win $20,000 in that bunkhouse stampede. Reality is when the Andersons win it. Fantasy is thinking that you're going to take these tag team belts. Reality is that the Andersons are going to always hang on to these tag team belts. Fantasy is when you're Dusty Rhodes thinking that you're the world's heavyweight champion. The reality is when you've got a broken leg and a bunch of pictures to prove it. Dusty Rhodes, you don't ever learn. You don't ever smarten up. You always just think that you're there. You're at the top. When in reality, you're a man walking around with a busted leg and you got a lot of people mad at you. And you better watch it because we're going to make sure that we bust the other one and finally get rid of Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, Wahoo McDaniel, Billy Jack Haynes, the Rock and Roll Express, anybody that you want to mention. The Andersons are serving notice to you right now. Right. Back at Starcade saw a lot of new champions, but the one thing that wasn't a surprise to anybody is the Andersons remain national tag team champions. Now then, they got a tournament for the world television title, which is my belt, rightfully. It's got Arn Anderson wrote all over it. So right now, I'm going to tell you, the name of this game is pain, and Ole and Arn Anderson have no qualms about being its administrators. I'm going to win that tournament, I'm telling you, right now. So we've been listening to a lot of your old promos or can you hear, you know, with the benefit of hindsight and a lot of wrestling under your belt and, and your rearview mirror, do you, do you, do you hear the evolution of your promo? Are you feeling better and more proud about it as we're going through? Or do you still like a lot of guys hear some of your old stuff and say, Oh, I'd have done that a little differently on that particular one. I feel like it felt a little more intelligent. I liked it. I thought it was a good promo. Thank you. And I have to go ahead and pat myself on the back a little bit. I liked it too. When you're following Ole Anderson and he is not in awe of anybody. Yeah, it's a tough deal. I'll just say this. When I stepped in the ring with Dusty Rhodes and, and some different guys and Ric Flair is my partner and Tully Blanchard is my partner and Dusty was my opponent. And, you know, different guys, top guys. I was in awe a little bit. That doesn't mean I was afraid. Sure. It just meant I saw their star power as well. The road warriors, when you step through the ropes for those guys, if you don't feel that aura around those guys, then something's the matter with you. And that's just appreciating who and what they are, which makes them bigger and stronger opponents. But following Ole Anderson, Conrad, you know, you're like me, you know, he cut through all the BS. Yeah, he did. And to try to follow him for me was, Hey, don't go off on some tangent. What point are you trying to make? And I wanted to make those tag belts because we had been national tag champions for some time. When, when we talk about this, you don't want to leave them by the wayside, but I don't want to forget that world television title tournament either. And you try to cover all that and not demean either one. And I think we covered that in that particular promo and things were getting better for me and more relaxed from a promo status. I was, you know, slowing down a little bit, not trying to yell, trying to get my point across and have a complete thought. And, and we're getting there. We're inching our way along. That's for sure. Let's uh, mention that you're going to do a TV taping in Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, there'll be a dark match, which is a $20,000 bunkhouse battle Royal. Of course, you and Oli are going to take part in that. 
You're doing a TV taping the next day for mid Atlantic wrestling on December 11th. You'd be in singles action against Gene Ligon. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about him. Any good memories of Gene Ligon? If you go back and look at Gene, for some reason, he looked like a very young without quite the arms of a young Bob Armstrong, just his facial features and just almost his body structure. But Gene was a, you know, a, a really a nice man. And, uh, you know, that sounds funny coming from me at that time, but, you know, he was a guy that trained in the Carolinas and, you know, was a television staple, um, he was always there for TV and, uh, just a really good guy to talk to. Uh, I'm sure he didn't feel that way about me on some given tapings, but, uh, Gene Ligon was, was one of those guys that you remember was just a, a good, honest dude and, and a credit to the business. Another uh, couple of names. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about, uh, you and only are going to be on a worldwide taping the same day, taking on Vernon Deaton and Mike Davis. Uh, any memories of Vernon Deaton? We see his name all the time in this era, but he feels like one of those unsung heroes where we see him a lot, but we don't hear a lot of talk about him. Any good Vernon memories you can share with us? Uh, no, but just those, those guys. And Mike Davis was a regular crew guy. He was a guy that when we first got there, he was on the road. He was working every day. He was part of the crew. He wasn't uh, just television enhancement talent. Uh, Vernon Deaton, I think may have been, uh, in an enhancement in situation. I don't really remember. I bet if I saw a picture of him, I would, but I know Mike Davis was pretty good hand. And, uh, uh, he was there when I got there and he was obviously still there. Of course, uh, the next day on the 13th, you're going to be in a double bull rope match. It'll be dusty and Magnum on one side of the ring. And you'll be shoulder to shoulder with Ric Flair, arguably three of the biggest stars in the entire promotion. And of course yourself, but still you grew up watching dusty roads. Magnum TA is the new hot baby face. Ric Flair is the world champion. And now you find yourself in here too. This has got to feel like, boy, we've come a long way from Pensacola. Have we not? Yeah. Big time. <laughs> And I kind of had to push that thought out of my head after I looked around that ring and went, damn, there's some star power in here. Yeah. Because I was fixing to get tied to one of them and, the, and my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> and that kicked in pretty quickly after I gazed around the ring and went, wow. And then I went, wow, my ass, you better get your shit together because you're fixing to go to war here. I can only imagine how bloody that got. We've spent a lot of time talking, especially on today's episode about the fan in you, about how tickled you were with, you know, your lot in life at this point. I mean, you're getting to live your dream. Um, but I am curious, is there a moment you remember in your career? Maybe it happened in 85. Maybe it didn't where you felt like, damn, I've made it. I belong. Hmm. I'm not sure that there was a moment, but after some of those bull rope matches with dusty, some of those matches with Magnum, uh, being in there with the rock and roll express with Ole, basically just being in the mix 
And when that booking sheet would come out, you would look at it and you would see the town and you would see who your opponent was. And as you saw it on paper, that meant in the short time that I'd been there, and I say it's it's a short time, I hadn't been there that long, uh, my company has developed enough belief and respect in me that they thought I could carry that spot on top in a town with Dusty or whoever it may be. And when your company puts that kind of faith in you, man, it just makes you want to do that much better and uh, get that much over and bust your ass even more. And uh, that's what I was feeling, the confidence that, hey, you know, this is number one company in the world. And that's the way I felt. And and they're using me on top in a lot of these towns, not just a random one and a lot of them. And that's a, that's a good feeling. If you look at it from a business perspective, not trying to start a debate, but I do want to ask when you said I was a part of the number one company in the world, what was your opinion of what you saw happening on the other channel? You know, at this point, WrestleMania is a thing. Rock and wrestling's a thing. It is a different presentation, but Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon were going mainstream a little bit. Chat me up. What do you, what do you remember thinking at the time? about the world wrestling federation and their presentation of wrestling and what made you guys number one. I felt we were a wrestling product. I felt they were an entertainment product and I wasn't into, to, you know, having, uh, a cockatiel on your shoulder or a snake wrapped around your head or a, a bulldog out there crapping halfway down the aisle and, you know, for entertainment purposes and, and having to have lunch boxes and all that stuff. I felt like we were a, the wrestling product that I grew up on Georgia championship wrestling. That was my foundation. And then I went to bill Watts, you know, that was a blood and gut slug it out territory. Went down to uh, Pensacola, Florida. And that was a, you know, it was run by wrestlers that had been in for generations and it was a wrestling product. And I felt like WWF to me was a cartoon. And at that particular time, you know, we, we were doing everything possible to legitimize what we were doing. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to be that guy as a lot of guys that, you know, most of the guys that were on that crew because they were handpicked to be on that crew. I wanted to walk to that ring every night. And when I walked out and that crowd was heading home and they were talking to their kids and talking to their girlfriend or their wife or, or their buddies. Hey man, I, you know, I know it's a show. I'm not stupid, but Jesus Christ, that one match, those guys were don't like each other. They were knocking the piss out of each other. Right. If I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be that match. And I wanted people when they saw me, to know that I was a hundred percent legitimate and that you could not take a day off. If that's what, what your goal was. Well, you weren't taking a day off on promos. Here is you and only on December 14th on worldwide. Tag team champions, Oli and Aaron Anderson, Mr. Anderson, you have you a very, it's really necessary to introduce us. 
Do you think it's really necessary to tell everybody out there that's watching, the millions of people, it's really necessary to tell them that we're the Andersons, that yes. we're the national tag team champions? Yes. Why? Every time, every time you get choked up. Shows, no. Well, when New you're around a couple come. of great ones, I see you can talk to Dusty Rhodes, no problem. Maybe subconsciously you know we're just better than Dusty Rhodes. Maybe subconsciously all these people know that. They talk about Dusty Rhodes, I hear them chant their name and holler. I listen to them holler for Magnum TA. I listen to them holler for the... <laughs> three, really, to beat up on Dusty Rhodes, right? It Didn't doesn't take that, but it sure is fun. How's that for size? It doesn't take that. It's just that he's always got so many people around him, weasels like you and a few others. Jimmy Crockett, always hiding behind Bob Geidel, always hiding behind the National Wrestling Alliance, always hiding Who behind the referees. Who behind Bob Geigel this time? Rick Dusty Flair. Rhodes does. Rick Dusty did. Rhodes does. Magnum TA does. Rock and Roll Express does. They all want to hide. They all... Rick Flair. Let me tell you, I mentioned it before. Ric Flair is the world's heavyweight champion. NWA heavyweight champion. There is anything better. Now, you might have some champion over in Dogpatch. You might have some champion down in some town in the South Carolina someplace, maybe uh, East Charleston. But you're only talking about one world heavyweight champion, NWA heavyweight champion, right. and that's Ric Flair. That's it. Just like we're the only national tag team champions. Correct. Name anybody you want to name, and they're also Rans. They're not even second. They're not even third. They're somewhere down around 19 and 20 when they start counting. Tell them. I'm going to lay it out for you real quick, David Crockett. I never claimed to have the gift of gab that Dusty Rhodes had. I have never claimed to be as handsome a man as Magnum T.A. is. I have never claimed to have that fire and intensity and downright stubbornness that Manny Fernandez has. But the one thing that I do claim to have is to be an Anderson, to be a winner, to have that intensity, to have what it takes to do what I have to do to reach the means. All right, listen up. I just turned 40 and now this is on my radar more than ever. Uh, I've got some, uh, I guess we would call them old man pains. Not really, but listen, if you've got some nagging little things here or there that aren't exactly super comfortable, or maybe you're having trouble sleeping, or maybe you have some anxiety, or perhaps it's one of those deals where stress is just kicking your butt. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel specifically that stress, that anxiety, that pain, that sleeplessness, that nervousness. And feels is a better way to feel better. Listen up. Feels is a premium CBD that will help you keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle free. It's delivered directly to your door and CBD naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. But maybe best of all, there's no hangover or addiction. Now, this has been a game changer for me. I've had a knee injury for like 20 something years that I've never really properly gotten checked out and taken care of. Uh, but I think I can power through and I don't want to go under the knife. So when it starts to act up, boom, I place a few drops of feels under my tongue and I feel the difference within minutes. This also works for folks who struggle with sleeplessness. Eric Bischoff and Lois Shivani use this to go ahead and get to sleep and stay asleep. And the thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important. And really everyone's dose is different. In fact, feels offers a free CBD hotline to help you guide your personal experience to make sure that you're getting your perfect dose. And the Fields customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. 
Joining the Fields Monthly membership team makes your self-care easy and you'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. So start feeling better with Fields. Become a member today by going to fields.com slash ARN and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash ARN to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off of your first order with free shipping. That's fields.com slash ARN. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think you're getting better and better on promos every week. It feels more and more Oli esque, which I know, you know, was a compliment when I say it. Shit. I'm honored that, that, that thought even went into your head. Must, must less out of your mouth. It's a tough act to follow with Oli, but it's a challenge as well. And there's, there's something that went down in this particular promo. We could have went out and just talked about us. Yep. But, but in those days, Dusty was a big star and we took some time to put him over. Oli took some time to put him over and more so he took some time to put Ric Flair over. I took some time out of my promo to put all those guys over Yep. because the stronger you made your opponent and the bigger star that you helped make your opponent, then on those rare occasions, when you would get a win over that guy, you beat a superstar. And that's something that is lost today on promos. People want to, you know, go low road and they want to, you know, knock the guy and say that he's not this, or he's too little, or he's, this or that, the other, instead of making them a superstar in your eyes to the public, you know, that you're in the challenge for your life. You know, that you're going to be in the fight of your life. This guy has these attributes and this attribute and this attribute. And pretty soon, if I'm saying he's a big star and you're in the audience, you're going, well, he must be because he sure is speaking highly of him. Let's, uh, let's remember that there's multiple shows running every single weekend on TV. Uh, not only the syndicated shows, like what we just heard, but we also get to hear from you guys on the six Oh five show. Let's take a listen. This is from December 14th. There's the national tag team championship belt and the national tag team champions. As you know, still the national tag team champions are the Minnesota wrecking girl, Leonard Anderson. Tony Giovanni. You being a man and calling yourself a man, if you are a man, if an individual had just had his leg broke, had just failed to win the world championship from Ric Flair, would he be out here standing around with Magnum TA looking like a couple of twin koala bears? Where's his priorities at? Let me ask you. Dusty Rhodes ought to be worrying about getting his leg healed, achieving a few things in his life instead of standing around here modeling a fur coat. It sounds a little ridiculous to me. Priorities are what we're talking about. We're talking about winning titles. Right now, my priorities lie in the world television title, Dusty Rhodes. I don't care about fur coats. I don't care about glamour. All I care about is winning the belt that rightfully belongs to me. The TV title tournament is coming up. We're going to be in that. And I guarantee you when it's done, Dusty Rhodes is going to be going out there like a chicken sucking eggs. He's not going to have a chance at it. The belt's going to go back where it belongs on iron. As far as these national tag team titles, we're still looking for somebody even that much close to us that can be coming, uh, have a chance to get those world titles. There's nobody going to do it. I listened to Dusty Rhodes talking about hurt somebody real bad. We expect it. I have my nose broken, teeth knocked out. Everybody talks about hurting somebody, but that's all it is, talk. 
We're the only ones that do it, Dusty. Take a look. Let your eyes go down past your belly and take a look down your leg and take a look at that ankle. You know what it is? Broken. And you know who did it? The Andersons did it. When you talk about doing something like that, it's just hot air. Just like everything you talk about is hot air. If you're going to do something, Dusty Rhodes, you ain't the man. You are going to do it to us. Everybody would like to see the Andersons go down. It hasn't happened yet. It's never going to happen. We're the champions. We're going to enter the tournament. We're going to get that TV title. We're going to enter these battle royals, these bunkhouse matches, and we're going to take 20 grand every time we're in one. And then nobody's going to do nothing about it because we're Andersons. We're the best. Speaking of injury, right there's a living example in the ring. Right there. Ask Sam Houston about the Anderson brothers. Let's go to Sam Houston in the ring. So I love your uh, pointing out what's happening in the ring and always making sure he's getting some plugs in there for these, uh, these $20,000 bunkhouse matches, because you've got one later that night in Fayetteville, North Carolina, the next day on the 15th, it's a WTBS recording, uh, television taping. You'll take on Josh Trout and Ingles, uh, singles action. Easy for me to say, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina on the 15th. That's the evening show. There we would see Dusty team with uh, Magnum TA and Mandy Fernandez against Rick, Arn, and Ole. Uh, we also do a TV taping here where you and Ole are going to take on Mike Davis and Vernon Deaton. But then you do something kind of different. Christmas Day, you do a matinee show for charity. It's the WBT Food for Families charity. All of the tickets are $3. It's what we're calling Fan Appreciation Day. There's 11,000 plus there. It's a total sellout and the police wind up turning away more than a thousand people. And, uh, you're, you're going to be teaming up with Ole to take on the world tag team champions, Ricky and Robert, any memories of this Christmas day matinee show? I mean, what a, what a deal it's for charity. So I don't know how the payoffs are working, but you're not at home on Christmas and a thousand fans are turned away. And you're working with the other tag champs, Ricky and Robert. It's gotta be a interesting Christmas to say the least. And what town was that in? That's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, that was home. So we were home. Anytime you can do anything for charity, you know, it was a good thing. And we had started business had picked way up and we were all making money and nobody's going to begrudge that. Christmas Day, you would think, you know, in today's mentality, nobody in the wrestling industry wants to work Christmas Day. In those days when you got paid off the house, you always wanted to be Thanksgiving, which was one of the biggest, if not the biggest payoff of the year, Christmas Day. And a lot of those Christmases, we would have a double shot. Yep. You did here too. You did Atlanta that night. Perfect. You know, and I bet the revenue was through the roof, uh, on those two. It took, you know, by Charlotte being first, uh, in the afternoon. Correct. Yeah. There were actually two matinees, one in Greenville, South Carolina. Again, all seats were $3, 5,300 fans. there. total sellout. Look, we're all adults here. And some of us choose nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy Nicotine is a company that was created to help nicotine users find a cleaner option and feel better about the ways they consume nicotine. Their latest product is Slim Nicotine Pouches, which contain pure synthetic nicotine and provide the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco at all. 
Lucy Slim Pouches use the newest technology for synthesizing pure nicotine in the lab. None of the tobacco, all of the nicotine satisfaction. Lucy Slim Pouches include both coconut oil and gum base to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and doesn't dry out your mouth. They come in three strengths, four, eight, and 12 milligrams, and three exclusive and delicious flavors, spearmint, mango, and cool cider. I got to tell you, this has been a game changer for someone special in my life who uh, needs their nicotine fix. Now, prior to this, well, everything in their life was dictated and determined by where they could, well, you know, whose car we rode in, what hotel we stayed in, what type of room we got, what restaurant we went to. Uh, They would just disappear for moments at a time and then come back smelling a little differently. Boy, it's 2021. Don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco-free options from Lucy. Arn listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Arn to get 20% off your order of Lucy Slim Pouches or any other Lucy product. That's lucy.co and use the promo code Arn at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Of course, you already knew that. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code, ARN. Uh, But the big matinee show was in Charlotte. So there's two matinee shows, like an A-town and a B-town. So Charlotte's clearly the A, Greenville's the B. But that night, everybody's on hand at the Omni in Atlanta. Well, the beauty is it's 150 miles from Greenville yeah. to Atlanta. So if you were in the first half of the show, you could jump in the car and easily get down, you know, to uh, drive down to Atlanta and be there to, to open that show with a few matches. So the guys from Charlotte could get caught up and get down there. And it was, you know, it was some maneuvering. It was a little bit of, you had to be a responsible businessman to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a part that, you know, in those days you had to be mature. Hey, guess what? I may or may not have time to grab a shower. So I'm going to grab a wet towel. I'm going to jump in the car and have somebody driving and I'm going to wipe myself down, change my gear when I get there, if I have time. And if you don't, sometimes you would go to the ring with, you know, with the same gear you had wrestled earlier in, because it was more important to get there, be on time, be ready to go and rock and roll. And you had to be a good businessman to pull that off. Let's, uh, let's take a listen to uh, a promo, a single promo from world championship wrestling a few days before Christmas, December 21st. This is Arn on TBS. At the top of the program, we saw the other half of the national tag team champions. Ole Anderson just completely destroy somebody, but I guess that's a way of life for the Andersons. But I know what you want to talk about is that tournament coming up with a world television title, even though you have a title right now. Two things I want to talk about Tony Giovanni in the very near future. We're involved in a series of matches with a couple of little timid fellas called the Rock and Roll Express. Now then, they have shocked the world on a couple of occasions, upset the Koloffs in very uh, controversial means, if you know what I'm saying. But the people came out here, they said, well, maybe they're too small, maybe they're not big enough to compete with a competition around here, but they exemplify teamwork, quickness, and speed. you got to give them that much credit, right or wrong. And they're very successful. But the one thing they haven't done, they have not beat the measuring stick. I'm talking about the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Number two, this world television tournament that Dusty Rhodes claims is his belt. He's put all of his apples together. He claims this is his belt. 
which makes it mean something. It makes it a big deal. Well, that's what everybody's talking about. I feel like I should have the belt. Everybody out here wants a television champion that they can depend on. Somebody come out here week in and week out and wrestle the very best and defend that belt. Dusty Rhodes has never done that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And come tournament time, that belt will be mine again. Much more yet to come, including a world heavyweight champion, H.R. Boy, Ric Flair. So we'll talk about Rick in a minute. Let's mention, uh, on Christmas, the, uh, the big night show it's, uh, the rock and roll express versus Ole and Arn. rock and rolls are going to get the win by DQ. Uh, and then on the 27th, you find yourself back in Richmond, Virginia, once again, working with the rock and rolls on the 28th, you're going to have a, a television taping where you would see Rick flair and, uh, Arn and Ole take on dusty, uh, the, U uh, S champion Magnum TA and Manny Fernandez. Um, on the 28th, you're in singles action against George South, or at least that's when it airs on the actual 28th itself. You're doing a television taping. That's going to air in January of 86. And that one's in Greensboro. It's a matinee show, uh, but a big crowd and you're working a dark match where it's the rock and roll express against you and Oli. And then on the 28th, uh, the evening show. So again, big sold out show at the Coliseum in Greensboro in the afternoon, and then 10,000 fans come to the Philadelphia civic center to see Ole and Arn beat up Ron Garvin and Sam Houston. They do uh, an interesting little concept on the 29th, which was the Jim Crockett promotion slash AWA night of the champions. Number two at the Meadowlands, there's 12,000 fans there. You're in action on the 30th in Baltimore for another joint show with the AWA. So it's Ole and Arn on one side, Wahoo and Baron Von Raschke on the other. And then the promotion would, uh, finish up their year here, December 30th. So you guys had new year's Eve off, but before we get there, I want to mention, uh, promos are, of course are going to air on TV on the 28th. So one week after what we just saw, we would see you in singles action against Gene Ligon. Uh, on Mid-Atlantic, but then we have the Andersons do a promo with Mr. Flair. Let's take a listen to that. This is December 28th. Belly to belly suplexes on the Jeffers, the winner, Magnum TA, and Dusty Rhodes. Ha! You know what? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. First of all, it shows you the mentality of the folks here in South Carolina if they can be insulted by two guys walking out there because they want to call themselves America's team. Now, Bob, you see this right here? You see this right here? Only's got three or four of them at home. They're called championship wrestling belts worn by qualified athletes like ourselves. And for Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.A. in their own shy, bashful way only, they come out here and proclaim themselves America's team without getting in the ring with the three of us. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Bob. That's like Duke trying to tell Dean Smith that they're going to jump on the tar heels, brother. Huh? Let's be serious. Tell him, Rock. 
The thing that I saw that you apparently haven't paid any attention to is that there were two men in the ring at the same time. I'm talking about Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.A. If you saw an Anderson do it right away, you'd be calling Bob Geigel. You'd be getting Jimmy Crockett down here. You'd be looking at the rules committee for the NWA. You'd be showing that film about 45 times, and you'd say, here's an example of double teaming. Here's an example of where the Andersons have to resort to have two men in the ring at the same time to beat one man. Now, if Dusty Rhodes does it, and Magnum T.A. does it, well, then it's all fine. It's all peaches and cream, and nobody says anything. Well... What are you going to say about it, Bob Cottle? You don't have anything to say about it. Oh, you yeah, know why? They had because two what opponents. they did is absolutely illegal. And when they do it, it's okay. If we do anything like that, it's not okay. Well, that's why I like those bunkhouse stampede matches, because everybody gets in the ring, and nobody has any complaint when they get beat. Oh, except for America's team. They're the only team that I know that's so great, that's so invincible, never lose a match, they don't have a belt to show for it. They don't have anything. Hey. They try to show pieces of film where they've beaten people. They doctored up some film and they put it together. And if you live long enough, they'll probably beat the whole world on film. But right here, when we're standing and talking, you don't see him. You don't see him because we're the best there is. We're the family of champions. Bob, let me take time to introduce the new world television champion, Arnold Anderson. The belt is his. Woo! Fans, we'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Man, I don't know. It was something cool about seeing uh, most of the horsemen there together. And, uh, what a fitting way for us to sort of wrap up 1985. Uh, he's of course, plugging that bunkhouse stampede. We're going to see that on the worldwide show that same weekend. I think that would be the first time it was actually aired, but man, you got to feel pretty good. You know, we, we took our time and, and talked through uh, when you first came into the promotion in 84, but now we've built through all of 1985. When you look back all these years later, it's your 1985. Would you change anything? happy with the way it worked out. Someone was looking over me and watching over me and guiding me um, because I feel like I came a, a long way with a lot of help from a lot of people in a short time. Something to of note for that week from like Christmas Eve to like uh, New Year's Eve that week, that was the biggest business week of the year. Cause all the kids were out of school, all the houses were packed. So going into the end of that first year, we actually were going to get a day off. That was exciting. New year's Eve. And, uh, more importantly, business was on fire and 86 looked like, holy shit, man, sky's the limit. It's going to be good. 1986 is going to be nuts. We're going to start the new year on January 1st, 14,000 fans. It's fan appreciation day. All seats are $5, but something big happens. Remember once upon a time, the Andersons put hard times on dusty roads. Well, dusty roads gets his comeuppance and, uh, Ole Anderson is a little worse for the wear. He's going to leave on a stretcher. We're going to talk about that next week. We're also going to play, uh, an interview from Arn Anderson that at the time was maybe a little controversial. He and flair fit to be tied about the injury to Ole, and he has something to say about old baby doll. So stay tuned. Lots of fun stuff happening here in 1986. Of course, Tony and I have had a great time breaking down 1986 on what happened when, but now we're going to get to uh, see it through the eyes of Art Anderson 
this has been a lot of fun, man. I'm loving what we're doing here and I'm, I'm pumped for 1986. I think it might be my favorite year of Jim Crockett promotions. Uh, would you think 86 was maybe the peak for y'all as well? Could be. It absolutely could be. I know that 85 to to 88, probably up to 89 were the golden years of wrestling. I feel that way. Um, business was on fire and two companies were, you know, were going to be on fire. It was, uh, it was a special time for the business. It's an unbelievable time for Jim Crockett promotions. We hope you're digging what we're doing. I want to mention you get all of our shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com, including some pretty awesome bonus content. Not too long ago, you had a chance to sit down with ad free shows on Polly Bromwell. And man, you guys did a very special bonus episode. Tell everybody about it. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, went back and went through the NWO and their version of war games, which Nin- was at, go ahead. 1996, which I believe is, uh, the last time we would see sting on pay-per-view was like surfer sting. I think as, as memory serves, the angle was, there was a fake sting from the NWO and you guys thought that was actually sting. He had jumped out of the limo and really it was the NWO's version of sting. But man, what a landmark moment it was not only for sting and the NWO, but for WCW and wrestling as a whole, because he's going to make one more appearance as surfer sting. And then he's crow sting from then on wrestling's forever changed. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of twists and turns during that match, uh, that war games, 96 and after the match, you just have to see it. Uh, to believe it, it was all kinds of just, wow, twists, turns, story change, story change. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to enjoy sorting through that next week. Check it out. It's over at adfreeshows.com. We think you guys are going to dig it. We've also got lots of other bonus content where you get to watch old wrestling with Arn. And of course, all of our other shows, you get bonus content from Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross and Kurt Angle and Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett and on and on. Check out adfreeshows.com. We've got lots of great content, more than you can shake a stick at, as we like to say down here in the South. And if you'd like to advertise your program or your product here on the show, you can check us out at advertisewithconrad.com. If you have a question for Arn, you never know when we might sneak another, ask Arn anything out on you. We just did one last week, but the best way to be involved in all that we have going on is to follow us over at the Arn show on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back next week as we start 1986. I'm pumped. I hope you are. We'll see you back right here on Arn. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. And if the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you 
just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. All right, listen up. It's time to talk about our pal, Steven Singer. You know, not many people know this, but Steven Singer actually started out as a jewelry and diamond wholesaler. He was selling nationally to other jewelry stores. So why would he open his own store? Well, he saw other jewelers focusing on the wrong things. You see, the jewelry business was about playing pricing games just to make a buck. But Steven wanted to help people celebrate love with diamonds. He never wanted to be in the jewelry business. You heard right. Steven's in the love business. Steven Singer Jewelers is the love store. No, not the sex toys and jelly type of love store. It's the place to buy real diamond jewelry for your real love. Steven has been in the love business for over four decades because he knew he could deliver better quality jewelry at a much better price and treat people like friends, not paychecks. There's no gotchas. There's no sales. There's no hassle, just easy and fun. The smartest way to buy jewelry and diamonds for the moments that matter most real diamonds from a real jeweler. You can trust call chat, text, zoom, or visit his showroom or online. at I hate Steven singer.com. I got to tell you, Steven has become a friend of mine. These last few years, we've done a lot of business together. I trust Steven singer, and I know that I'm going to get real diamonds and that my love is going to love what she got from Steven Singer. Check it out. I hate Steven Singer.com. You'll be glad you did. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> Those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.